This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're creating a vision in episode number 148. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, ladies and gents. Hi, mamas and daddies. It's Kristen here from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I'm really excited to be bringing you another podcast episode. I'm going to be talking about something today that I feel is really, really important and that we need to keep our eyes on, our mind on, our hearts on, especially at a time like, for example, today is for me when I'm actually feeling really tired and I still have a to-do list that feels like it's stretching out for miles in front of me and things have just been discouraging for me lately. I've got issues going on with the kids and issues going on with the business and all kinds of things that it just sometimes it does get discouraging and that's those are times when I feel like what I want to talk about on this podcast episode which is considering your vision is really important because if you have a strong vision and you can look above the day-to-day and walk in that vision, it can really help carry you through the tougher moments, the days when you're really tired or the seasons of discouragement or even seasons of crisis, your vision can be something that you go back to. So let's talk about vision a little bit. Have you ever looked at Instagram Have you ever scrolled through Instagram looking at pictures of moms and families and homes and said, you know, I want that or I wish that my life was like that. If you look at those things and think about them, ask yourself, what is it that you want? What is it about those pictures that puts a longing in you or a jealousy in you? I'll tell you that at times in my life, I've looked at pictures on Instagram or even before Instagram when I was young in my mothering career and had only a baby or only little ones and there was no Instagram just looking at pictures online at forums I one thing I remember looking at longingly as a young mom was pictures of these beautiful Waldorf schools and Waldorf playrooms because I really liked and I still really like the aesthetic that they have, just the natural colors and the soft materials and natural materials everywhere. And I always wanted to be able to have that kind of aesthetic for my children, but it was just, it was not going to work for me. Um, Just out of my budget and just wasn't going to, wasn't going to happen. And I would look at those things with this longing and this perhaps hope for one day. Um, And you know, I think that today it's it's even easier to do that than it was back then when I was, you know, looking at at forums on natural childbirth and parenting forums and seeing a picture here or there. But today, you go to Instagram, you go to Pinterest, and it's just everywhere. I find Pinterest a little less discouraging, perhaps, because a lot of what you pull up is DIY and how I did this and how I did that. And I feel like sometimes you see a little bit more of the nitty gritty behind it. But on Instagram, it's just these lives that look beautiful. And do you ever look at those and say, gosh, I want that? And what is it that you want? It's funny when you run an online business like I do, you get bombarded with advertising for 
you know, online business. And I actually think that the advertising is getting better. But for many years, it was all it was all guys in their sports cars in front of their mansions. And I don't know, maybe they had rented a sports car to go see a house and snapped a picture there while the realtor was, you know, the one taking the picture of them in front of the house. And you thought, hey, this is really their house, whatever. But it was just this, you know, it was this life of the kind of this glamorous life, I guess. And is that what you want? When I look at those pictures on Instagram or sometimes when I look at homeschooling catalogs that have pictures from customers and things, when you look at it and ask yourself, what is it that you really, really want? What is it that you want? Did I want the Waldorf furniture or did I want the feeling that was embodied by that picture or the feeling or atmosphere that I believed would be present in my home if I was able to have those play stands and play silks and Waldorf dolls and all of these little natural toys and baskets on a low shelf in my room or in my den. Is that what I wanted? So when you look at pictures or when you catch yourself, like my boys, I think it's so funny, my teenage boys like to go to Zillow.com and look at these insanely expensive and insanely huge houses like they would require a staff to maintain. And I'm just thinking, who would clean that? But when you look at things like that, whatever it is, what is it that you want? Do you want the things or do you want the things? feeling or the life that you believe that you would have, a life of ease, a life of security, a life without worry. What is it that you want? I think it's okay if it's a combination. You know, it's okay if it's a combination of things. Um, But for me, one of the things that I've come to realize is that if I look at Instagram or if I look at the Masterbooks catalog, which is a homeschool catalog that just they have these beautiful pictures, if I look at those things, what I see in those pictures is a feeling that I want to have. And really, that's what advertising is meant to to garner is that feeling. Um, When we think about like Apple's really successful ad campaigns, it's because they always took it away from the features of the computer or of the the MP3 player or of the phone and it and they made it more about the lifestyle and what it said about you as a person. What it, what does it say about you as a person if you use a Mac or if you wear an Apple Watch or that kind of thing? I mean, and that's just a big ubiquitous brand, but it's kind of like what does it say about you who you are? What feeling do you have about yourself? And really that's the truth. And and so when we think about our vision, our vision isn't really necessarily going to be grounded in the things that you want. It's more grounded in the feeling that you want to have. So I think it's okay. I might, you know, I'll be outside of the norm here. I think it's okay to go on Instagram or to look at those catalogs or, you know, maybe the Ikea catalog would be one for a lot of people to look at those catalogs or look at those show floors and stuff and look at, I like looking at house.com, H-O-U-Z-Z.com. I probably won't remember to put all these different big brands that I'm mentioning in the show notes, y'all, because they're just examples. They're not really, you know, relevant, but I will spell it out in case any of y'all are interested. I, I've actually found house really helpful for me as I've worked on doing some intentional decorating around our home. I just love all the ideas, but 
you know, some of those things that I look at are things that I could never achieve in our little ranch style home. And then some of them are really inspiring because I look at what people have done with little ranch style homes like mine, and they've just made them breathtaking. And so I'm like, well, that's cool. So I think that it's really important to look at um, when I think it's, well, let me start again. I think it's not, um, it's not a bad thing to look at Instagram and to look at Pinterest and to look at people's Facebook feeds and to look at sites like House and Ikea and the, you know, the, the beautiful idyllic looking homeschool books or gardening catalogs or whatever it is that you happen to look at. If you like looking at fashion bloggers or something like that, it's not a bad thing to look at those. But we just want to go beyond that. And you want to ask yourself, what is it that I want? Like with those early internet marketing advertisements, people didn't really necessarily want another internet marketing course. They wanted the fast car and the big house and the pretty girlfriend or wife on their elbow. And um, and now when I look at uh, like ads that are geared towards marketers, they do better. They're targeting me more demographically now. So they're usually successful women. And so again, when I look at those ads and I evaluate those products, I like first realize that, okay, what is it that I'm feeling like I will get out of this? Like what feeling or what state of being or what emotions will come from this because if you identify that it helps you it helps you create or think intentionally about the feeling that you want to have in your home what feeling do you want to have about you what feeling do you want your family to live in every day and this is something we did um we did a books uh, a book like a book group in Smart Mama Happy Baby, which is uh, my monthly membership for mamas who want information about pregnancy, birth, baby, and you just get access to a bunch of classes. And I do new classes here and there, and we do book studies. Um, We've done a bunch of them, but this one was a Montessori one. And I actually just thought about this, so I'm going to look. I think it might be Montessori from the start. Um... But I really enjoyed doing that book study, even though I haven't had my kids in a Montessori school. It talked about applying Montessori principles to young childhood, early childhood. And I really liked it because it talked about creating a feeling and a sense of environment. And I think as a young mother, that's intrinsically what I felt when I looked at those Waldorf pictures as well. Um, We did another book in the book study, um an early years book from a Charlotte Mason perspective and forgive me ladies because it's been a while since I've since we did these but I will look for them and put put these in the show notes um but this one was the early years from the Charlotte Mason perspective and I think it was from simply charlottemason.com and the same thing again it's just that what atmosphere do you want to create in your home? What atmosphere do you want your children growing up in? What do you want your home to feel like? And when you think of yourself, what do you want things to feel like? I listened to something uh, recently from Nicolene Peck, who's over at teachingselfgovernment.com. I think I've mentioned her on a recent podcast as well. That's the uh, kind of the, the, the discipline family structure system that we use in our home. Uh, I I love Nicolene, but one of the things that she was talking about was 
her vision for grandma her. So like when she thinks about grandma Nicolene, she thinks about what do I want to be like? Like what do I want my relationship to be like with my adult children? What do I want my relationship to be like with my grandchildren? What do I want my marriage to be like at that point? Like what legacy do I want to have for these people, for these children, adult children and grandchildren? And then she said she kind of worked back from there, like thinking about how am I today becoming that person? And so these are different things that I've talked about, but all of this goes into your to your vision. And I believe that having a vision is something that's important for us. And I, this for me is a faith-based thing. The scriptures say without vision, the people perish. But I think it's also if you look at any personal development or anything type, uh, you know, whatever kind of, I guess, personal development is the best way to say it. If you look at any sort of personal development thing, that's what they talk about is goals and that sort of thing. And this is, but this is really a little higher than goals. This is vision for what do you want to feel like? Who do you want to be? How are you working towards that? Goals come after vision, really. I think sometimes we start with goals and then we're able to start seeing the vision, especially if you've never done any of this kind of work. But vision really helps. So, what I'm encouraging you to do is, is don't stay stuck on Instagram. Don't stay stuck on those pictures that you're seeing. Instead, think about those feelings. Think about who you think those moms are and how can you become more like that. Because the truth is, is it doesn't take a lot of money. Uh, it doesn't take interior decorating. I mean, if you look at it and say, I want the things, well, that's definitely something to work towards. You know, increasing the revenue for my business is one of my goals because that directly impacts my family and it also helps me ultimately reach more moms and do more good. So that's a that's an okay thing to say, I want to increase my revenue so that, you know, I can do a little bit of that decorating and, and feel nice. Like I've... I've um, Invested a little bit in some upgrades on my kitchen. I got some silicone trivets and uh, and that sort of thing. And I really, you know, I'm really enjoying those little things. That and they're pretty. So they weren't just utilitarian purchases. They're things that are really nice. And I redecorated my mantle this summer, which was really fun. And I invested a little bit in that. And it's beautiful and lovely. And and it helps. I feel like generate that atmosphere in my home and it it has reminders on it that help remind me of my vision and where I want to go and I think that's one of the ways that interior decorating can help us but it, again those things can be in stages and they can be done on a shoestring and they can be done creatively so really what you're going for is you're going for the feeling and you ask yourself how do I create that feeling how do I get to that place that I want to be. And I think that facilitated is often really good because it helps you start to think intentionally about this. I know that for me, this growth has been something that I do intentionally and it helps to have facilitation. So one of the things that I've really enjoyed working through this year um, is Sally Clarkson's life-giving home and life-giving table. And I, I think I shared a little bit um a little bit about those when I did the last podcast episode about, or maybe two podcast episodes ago when I was talking about the dinner challenge. I may have mentioned her books. But anyways, I like both of those books. They both come from a Christian perspective, but I feel like there's information in there that really 
transcends any particular belief system. So I think that they're great books to at least skim and see if they resonate with you. But they really take you through kind of thinking intentionally, again, about that atmosphere in your home and the atmosphere around your table. And the life-giving table is particularly powerful for the reasons that I talked about in the episode about our meal challenge and letting the table become that anchor in your family um, and, and just being something that kind of carries the family through thick and thin, through the stressful days, through the laid-back days. And she, she talks a lot about ideas to help you even on the stressful days. So it's really, really nice in that regard. So something like that, 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 that guides you through how to think about these feelings and these thoughts and how to think about the atmosphere. That's a good word to use. How to think about the atmosphere that I want in my home. So it gives you these points and it leaves you, you know, you have to kind of take it through a book like that slowly because you kind of chew on it. Um, if you're looking at something, if you want to look, and so that that one is more like let's intentionally look at the atmosphere of my home or around my table and, and how can I do that. And then the books that I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, the Montessori from the start and the, the early years book from um, Simply Charlotte Mason, those books are going to help you with thinking about the kind of atmosphere that I want to create for my children but part of this too may be you, you know, working on you and who you want to be. And so there are many, many, many different goal setting resources out there that might be helpful for you. And that might be something that you want to look into as well. This year for the first time, uh, I tried out power sheets and I can put a link to those in the, um, in the description. And I like the I like the way that PowerSheets brings you back each week, each month to review your goals and to look at how you're doing. And then on a weekly basis, kind of weekly, monthly basis, there's what they call a tending sheet that helps you keep track of it. But I think I probably found the most value in doing the prep work to get ready to use the PowerSheets and then just to use them. And then also doing the goal refreshes, which allows you a chance to refresh. But that that was really more of a personal exploration and you you look at goals all over because I believe that especially as women, I'm actually probably about to teach on this in a class, I believe as women when we look at goal setting, productivity, vision, all of that, we have to look at it holistically like you can't just look at how do I be a more productive uh, professional woman, how do I be a more productive business owner. Because as women, our lives are so intricately woven into everything that you have to look at all of that. And I and something guided like power sheets, which acknowledges all of those facets of you, like, you know, mom you and professional woman you or business owner you or homemaker you or wife you or daughter you or friend you. All those yous are woven together into the person that you are. And you can't really isolate and pull one out, which is the way that things have really been taught a lot in the past is, oh, I'm going to isolate and pull out that working part of me away from the home part of me. And then the personal development part of me just kind of gets neglected. And I think that's a mistake. And it's something that as women, we can see the value in that more holistic, that need to be more holistic in, in how we look at and evaluate everything. But I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail on that too much. But I just want to share that as you're exploring what do I want my vision to be, I feel like it's okay to look at all of these different aspects. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's good to take it slow and contemplate what do I want this to feel like 
How do I want this to feel? And look at it like, how do I want my home to feel? How do I want my children's days to feel? How do I want to feel? And who do I want to be? And who do I want to be becoming? So I think it, you know, creating that feeling that you're going for means multiple things. And so little of it has to do with the stuff. Because the reality is, is that most of us can take idyllic pictures to put up on Instagram just in the course of our daily life. Like, I mean, we have a pole barn and a garage and the pole barn looks okay, but I'll be honest, the garage is starting to little, look a little rough. The roof needs work. The siding needs work. It looks a little rough. And between these two buildings is a cherry tree. And my kids literally rigged up this old tire that had been on the property using a tie-down strap that they managed to secure from somewhere. Um, probably tools that Scott had left out. And, you know, it's... And they strung that tire up in this little wild cherry tree between these two buildings. It's, you know, it's just not... It's just not the most beautiful sight when you look at it, but but my son Brennan has been enjoying taking pictures with Scott's phone, like kind of playing out or playing around with the camera and the effects and things that he can do. And he took this picture of Corwin on the tire swing and he played with it and it just looks so amazing and idyllic. It just... You know, it's just a, it's a picture that's, that screams kind of, you know, idyllic rural childhood. And the reality is, is that if you looked at the mayhem around it, probably even in the moments right around the time the picture was taken, it's not quite so idyllic, but it's moments like that. And then when I think about, even with all the hectic moments with my kids, when I think about have intentionally created what I want for them. Like I've intentionally moved us more and more. And if you've been paying attention to the newsletter in recent weeks, I've been talking about getting outdoors and getting outside, getting moving during your pregnancy and with your babies and everything. And part of that is because I've worked on moving, um, moving it to where my kids have more outside time, even year round, and that their life is really able to take advantage of that creative play and that time away from direct adult supervision. And I will admit uh, shamelessly that part of my urging them to go out and have some independent playtime is because it gives me a bit of a break from the, you know, the, the intensity of mothering. But anyways, you know, I've worked to kind of create that. And I can really say that especially this summer when I wasn't quite so busy because we weren't doing school. And so I was taking a lot more walks with them and stuff during the day that it felt really, really nice. Like I could just feel that feeling that I have been working to create. And even though, as I shared in the dinner episode a couple weeks ago, many dinner times I still feel like we're just refereeing like kid issues at dinner. But some of them just feel that feeling that I've been working towards is really there. That feeling that we want for our family is really there. So it's, you know, creating that feeling happens regardless of your circumstances, really. When I had Cassidy, I was living in this dumpy little single wide trailer. That was where my home birth was, was in a dumpy single wide trailer in the rural south. Um, Dirt poor. And yet I found these books on a Waldorf education. And so I did my very best to kind of create that atmosphere there for her with what I had. And that's what I'm talking about is it doesn't matter where you are or what your circumstances are. 
you if you take the time to pause and and look at what you have and take care of the things that are needs there are probably still moments in the day that you can find to nurture. Uh, I suggested something like the life-giving table and anchoring around the table because that is something that most parents can do, at least to a certain extent, is anchor around the table and work on that feeling around the table, even if you're busy and go, go, go for the rest of the day. So again, as you think about it, as you think about creating that feeling and that vision, and I keep saying vision because it's a good word, but it's really, vision embodies more than that. When you think about it, it's, it's like that snapshot. And what is the feeling in that snapshot of what you're working for and what you hope to have? What is the feeling in your vision? And so, I mean, it does mean working on multiple things. It means working on you. It probably means working on rhythms and routines. If you've listened to many of the podcast episodes, you probably know that I talk about rhythm and routine a lot. The website, I stick more to pregnancy and birth topics with baby topics here and there. But on the podcast, I talk about a lot of life topics and mothering topics. And rhythm and routine is a really big one that will really help you. It will really make a difference. It gives you back control of your day and the feeling of your day. Um, So you're going to work on you. You're going to work on rhythms and routines. Part of it is going to be working on child rearing. For us, for example, finding a good system that, that we could implement with our family and that I felt really good about and that I feel like helps uh, us as parents to guide our children, teaches them good character qualities, and also teaches them how to think, how to be responsible, um, and gives them a voice. It teaches them that in a family we have a voice. Um, you know, that was a good thing for us. That was a game changer. So teaching self-government was that for us, and it was really very empowering for me from a child-rearing perspective. And then children are always teachers as well as children. And so you'll grow a lot along with your child. And I encourage you to be open to looking at different parenting methods and uh, systems and techniques and just consider different ones uh, and find what resonates with you and don't be afraid to change it. I've gone through a lot across the almost two decades of parenting that I've gone through at this point. So that's okay too. Um, as you as you seek and and look for what's going to work for you and your child but that's you know that's part of the growth that you'll do as well you're probably also going to work some on your physical space like i talked about working on my mantle or working on i've worked on our bedroom some this summer as well just making it a, a more peaceful place so the these are things that you may work on and it may be in small increments it may be little bits at a time Um, Like in our kitchen, I said I got some trivets and stuff, and um, we redid counters, and so the next thing is going to be the backsplash, but that's a project that, you know, it has to be done in stages. And so you may end up working on it in little bits at a time, and there may be years that go by when there's not a lot that you can do, and it's really more just a feeling, but inexpensive things like a candle on the table and a pretty tablecloth can go a very long way, even if you can't do a lot of decorating. And this is where looking at some of those things on Pinterest and stuff can give you some ideas that can inspire you for how you can create beauty and a sense of peace in your space, even on a budget. Um, so I think that it's it's good to use tools to help you. Another thing that you probably need is rhythms and routines for keeping your home clean and decluttered. Those are really important things. That's stuff that I've talked about a lot in classes 
that I did in my um, perfect postpartum class, which I can link to. I should probably rename the class because it's really quite relevant for other times, but it was meant for mamas who are getting ready for the postpartum and wanting to get things ready. I talk a lot about organizing um, in that class and getting your home to run on autopilot. So those are things that you'll do. So really there's, you know, there's a lot. You can use tools. One of my, I, I, I get the ultimate homemaking bundle every year. It's a spring thing. Um, and I just, even though I don't use every resource, there's usually a few resources in it that are worth their weight in gold. They're total gems. And that helps me. It's inspiring to me. You might use something like that. Or you could use um, books. I check out a lot of books. The librarians laugh at me because they can tell every month what Kristen's interests are because, you know, speaking of something that I can't do right now, but I'm just daydreaming of is I'm thinking about putting a, a patio off the back of our house, a nicer patio. And so I probably checked out like 12 books on patios just to get good, just to get ideas and see what it takes, what goes into a project like that. And the librarians laugh because they can always tell, you know, um, is, you know, is, is Kristen getting books on patios or books on, you know, how to, decorate in a particular style or books on gardening or books on this particular methodology or pedagogy and child rearing and so you know books can really be a tool for you as well the library is a wonderful gift um and you know maybe you will even have helpers like organizing assistants or systems that help you like um using outlook to-do lists or something like trello or things like that these are all things that'll help and we can talk about concrete like concrete helpers like that and more concrete things in future podcast episodes but for this one I just really wanted to talk about that vision and really that feeling that you're going for and I hope I managed to convey it across the episode because it it, it it's kind of a nebulous thing but that feeling or that atmosphere that you want in your home and about these different aspects and how you can start to tune into that and think intentionally about that be conscious about that because once you have that picture of that feeling in your mind and who you want to be the mother that you want to be the feeling that you want your children to grow up in the feeling that you feel when you walk into your home the feeling that other people feel when they walk into your home and I mean those things will help you start to to define your vision and what you want and something future um, looking like what I talked about with Nicolene where you think about what do I want things to look like then who do I want to be then and how am I working today on becoming that person so those are all things that go into vision and it's not meant to be discouraging at all Um, it's meant to be more you know inspiring and you work towards it bit by bit because none of us arrive tomorrow Life, this is from Brandon Sanderson book series that Scott, you know, Scott and I enjoy reading and I can link to that if y'all want. But, um, you know, journey before destination. We're on a journey right now and you've got to be on the journey and work on the journey uh, before you reach the destination. So just hold that as a truth and be inspired that you are willing to take the journey and that you're willing to improve upon the journey because there's people who are not. So that's something to consider. And with that, we're going to finish up this episode, ladies. And I just want to encourage you. Um, I want to share with you that I'm hoping that by the time this episode goes live, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of starting a Facebook group um, that's just about pregnancy, birth, 
um, babyish kind of issues. And so my goal is to perhaps have that live by the time this episode goes live. And if so, it will be in the show notes. Um, and then hopefully we'll, we'll share even more with you. But with that, I'm going to let you go. If you want to get information about the Facebook group, or if you want to get information from me about new podcasts, new blog posts, anything like that, if you want to know more about my books and classes, then you can definitely head over to trustbirth101.com. That's trustbirth101.com. Sign up for the newsletter list there and you will get all of the latest information. With that, I hope you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.